Welcome back to another edition of Dad in the Rock, a spooky edition. Here it's the uh, Halloween episode of the Dad in the Rock podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Whoa, I think it's in a... In... <laughs> Uh, if we had better production, we could stick a lightning crash or something in there, but we're not quite there yet. It's getting close to the holiday. It's uh, later this week on Thursday, and uh, today, finally, I usually like to do it earlier in the month, but uh, we've just been crazy busy each and every weekend, uh, but we finally got the uh, got the chance to carve some pumpkins today. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was the first time that my daughter, like, carved herself like she took a magic marker and drew a funny little face on the pumpkin and took one of those uh i mean they're safe they're kid friendly but they're still fairly sharp enough to you know carve a pumpkin up does she have nine fingers yes she still has all of her fingers oh okay Uh, okay, so you said yeah she only has nine fingers all of a sudden (laughs) you're implying that she lost one today (laughs) no ten fingers ten toes and uh um she didn't bleed out at all today so that great success well that's awesome yeah so you got to carve uh, but due to the weather we had up here in our area uh we originally intended on going to the pumpkin patch like we always do riding the hay ride out to the field and picking our own pumpkins but i don't know if anyone was paying attention but us in the midwest we had monsoon weather oh yeah so it was pouring. They actually called it what they were saying a drought buster we really didn't get any rain for the past like month and a half yeah same here which means I didn't have to mow my grass, which was right. amazing. <laughs> but uh, instead of that, we had to go buy our pumpkins in the store. And uh, well, my wife was like, you know, what? let's have fun with this. So she went ahead. She bought some paint. She told me to go get some of my nasty, you know, crusty white T-shirts that I never wear anymore. And uh, we threw them on the kids and we just painted pumpkins. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so no, the kids I, had a good time. It wasn't what I'm accustomed to. That's not what I was used to. But uh. All in all, the family had fun. So, yeah. I mean, that's really all you're really, you know, set out to you know, achieve. Right, that's all you can ask for, especially on a rainy day. It's kind of unfortunate. It's just one of those times of the year um, where it's, uh, you know, whether it's like March or this time in October where the weather could be beautiful or it could just be a downpour all day. So, just it is what it is. Yeah, now we got kind of have our eyes on the weather report for this coming Thursday, which is which is Halloween, the spooky night, you know, to itself. And beggar's it's not night, looking right? great. Yeah, 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 <laughs> beggar's night. Does anyone else, have, has anyone else ever heard it called beggar's night? I, think I you're haven't. Saying, okay, so yeah, you haven't. When it's you brought it up I to me, I was, like, I was like, what the heck is that? I mean, you and I, we already talked about it on the last episode. There's mischief night out in the, the East Coast. That's like the night before Halloween. But I've never heard anything but Halloween called either, you know, trick-or-treat or Halloween. Yeah, no, here in Ohio, and uh, at least the southwest, you know, uh, part of Ohio I live in, uh, all the news organizations, all the media, they call it beggar's night, which I think has a, like a negative connotation to it. It's like, it's no, little, they're not uh, begging. They're it's kids. derogatory. It's, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> messed up. It's Halloween. It's trick-or-treat. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't don't paint our kids in that, in that fashion. It's messed up. Well, I mean, I guess I can see where it's coming from and probably why it was called that at some point, but... Uh... Some some traditions you should just change, and especially if you're the only ones that are calling it that. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, you were mentioning what is the uh, upcoming weather for our Midwestern area this Halloween? It looks like it's going to be a wet one. I mean, right now they got a 100% chance of rain. Uh, but, I mean, we are still, what, four or five days out from when it's supposed to actually hit, so who knows? 
Right. Uh, they've said, you know, wash out one day and it's completely sunny. So we'll hold our breath and hope they're wrong this time because nine out of ten times they are. But uh, Yeah, or it's we'll maybe one of those things where it rains all day and then we catch a break during that uh, trick-or-treat window there in the evening. Yeah, if we can just catch that yeah, that maybe hour, two-hour window and then it pours afterwards, I mean, that's that's also good too. I mean, it's, I think it's happened to us once uh, a couple of years ago where it rained predominantly throughout the day. But we had a nice window where we were actually able to go out and enjoy ourselves and come back in and uh, just be done with it. Yeah, so, I mean, this is our Halloween episode. We're talking uh, as much as we can here about uh, some of the Halloween experiences that we've had and then some of the stuff that we watch or tend to watch year to year. Um, and I believe you recently put up a poll on our Facebook site, right? Yeah, I put up a poll just kind of you know catching the the feeling of, you know, just you guys here listening to us. And uh, so I know Hocus Pocus is a big, you know, they've got a cult following behind it. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Some people celebrate Nightmare Before Christmas as Christmas. They decorate their house Nightmare Before Christmas for that actual time of the year. So I was kind of curious to see where you guys all kind of landed. And much to my surprise, it was kind of a landslide towards Hocus Pocus. I mean, we're looking at 70% to 30% you know, on the poll. Uh, does that surprise you at all? Um, n- well, not really. Honestly, in the last few years, I-, I can see that. Now, you know, maybe from the 2000s through maybe the early 2010s, uh, you couldn't walk in a any store, whether it would be Hot Topic or... Uh, I know back when I lived up in uh, the Ohio area, I worked in a mall in a Suncoast video, if anybody remembers those things. But uh, I know every year that we had uh, more and more Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise that we'd put up in, uh, you know, end of September, and it would be left up through the Christmas season. I think that was one of the perks of uh, that movie. It's just that it had uh, appeal through the whole holiday season. But uh, yeah, you know, in the last years, I've I've been seeing more and more uh, just like general merchandise and memes and posts and uh, like products you can buy. They're all hocus pocus related. The uh, Sanderson sisters, they're uh, they're pretty big now. Yeah, they're actually it's a big resurgence from them. And I, I mean, they never really left our my, my family here because we enjoyed watching it, you know, through the holidays anyway. And these two movies are something that I don't not watch i mean I'll, I'll watch nightmare christmas again i've already watched it once hocus pocus yeah uh, once there's a goes by it's gonna be a movie that i probably won't touch again until next year yeah the original came out in 93 i didn't realize it was that old but uh just this week it's funny we've been talking about it but uh just this week they announced disney plus they're gonna produce a uh, an official sequel hocus pocus 2 and they're uh, looks like they're trying to get the original stars back uh, kathy Najimy and uh bet midler and uh, sarah jessica parker back for those roles which uh you know it's been like i said it's been since 1993 so it's been some years since the last one but hey they're playing witches so maybe they i'm sure they can still pull it off that's what i'm curious about because if they do like a prequel type setup the timing is where it'll be interesting because if they do it before before they actually uh, sucked that life out of that first kid they were older and they kind of looked that way so if they do it back to that point there wouldn't be a whole lot of de-aging or anything they'll really need to do with these characters. Yeah, even though it is Disney and they're the kings of de-aging technology, I don't know if they'd put uh, quite that much effort and money into Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they really can't go wrong anymore. If they miss in one, you know, a Star Wars or a Marvel movie, we'll pick it up somewhere else. Yeah, uh, but that's something else to look forward to on this uh, Disney Plus platform that uh, seems like every week there's new news about it, what's going to be on there. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, as far as Hocus Pocus and, and Nightmare Before Christmas, that uh, I guess it's a larger amount. Uh, like you said, it's a landslide victory. It's a larger amount than I probably expected. But, uh, yeah, Hocus Pocus is uh, definitely the uh, overtaken, the uh, most popular family-friendly Halloween outing. Yeah, my family did both of them. And uh, my daughter was the first time she's actually watched Hocus Pocus. And actually, I think my son's, too. And they both have watched that movie probably three or four times since. So they've kind of gravitated towards it. Oh, nice. A uh, little shocked at that because I think at sometimes for a three-year-old, I can see it being a little scary. Right. But, I mean, for the most part, they're like, I, they loved it. Well, awesome. I mean, there, so that's something you had on Facebook that there, some of the folks could interact with. Um, I know you've been a busy little beaver on Facebook this week. You also, uh, you know, kind of put the call out to uh, some of our listeners as far as what's going on with, uh, you know, their holiday, their Halloween, um, uh, and, and this time of the year, what some of the uh, traditions they have. And I, I think we had some responses, right? We'll start with Allie. I mean, she went in and said, uh, you know, horror movies for her, I guess, and her uh, husband or friend, aunt, and the spooky movies. So, uh, I mean, that, that seems like it's a pretty much a common theme here. Uh, we have another one here named, we know him by Jimmy. Uh, he's got a different name that he posts on Facebook, which is all good. Hope he's not angry for us for using his name. <laughs> <laughs> if not, if, if so, we're in the, uh, the horror area. So, uh, but he enjoys watching his, uh, watching scary movies once again with his, his wife and watching, I guess his daughter here get scared by him, which is always fun watching your kids jump and get scared. Yeah, well, while we're on that, these two are kind of uh, gave similar answers here as far as watching scary movie w- movies with the kids. What our kids are still fairly young, but what what age do you think is uh, the right time for watching like a legit horror movie with your kids? Like I know when I was growing up, uh, my mom had you know the original Halloween movies on the TV around this time of year, and I, I probably I was probably I don't know uh, seven, eight, nine. So it was like young enough to, uh, you know, really kind of put the fear in me and me think that Michael Myers was outside my bedroom window. <laughs> well, that's a tricky one, too, because, I mean, there's always in these true horror movies, there's always at least like one nudity scene or something. Cause you know, they're going to wind up dead. Yeah. Uh, so and then there's that level of like scared. Yeah. Like my kids, if I showed them one of these movies, they're they're not sleeping. It's over. Right. Just the idea of the wind blowing and hearing something by the window or something down those lines. Uh, I've been struggling with that, but not even so much with horror movies. I mean, I've been thinking as far as, say, like Lord of the Rings with my son. Yeah, yeah. You have the orcs and everything that are kind of scary to kids. Yeah, I mean, they, scary, they, they don't. So I I really don't have an answer to that because I've been searching for that for myself. If you had to you know, come up with a t- you know, like an age frame, what would you think? I mean, it's kind of it's it's up to each individual family, and each individual kid will, will react in their own way for sure. So, I don't think there's no right or wrong answer there. Um, you know, besides something that's glaringly an issue like uh, blood and guts and gore and heads something. exploding and things, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at a young, you know at three or four, I think that's probably pretty harmful. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. When when a kid um, is able to distinguish that the stuff that they're seeing on the TV is like fake, then I think if they're old enough to make that realization, then they might be old enough to test the waters into different scary stuff. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. And yeah, we have one one other uh, that did respond back, uh, Christina. Uh, basically, her you know angle was a little different, a little more I think more like ours. Uh, but they do the pumpkin batch, and it sounds like her son's birthday is uh, right about this time of year as well. Oh, fun. 
So they do his birthday, and then uh, with the birthday, they do kids' capes and masks. So they kind of mix the birthday party in with the Halloween-type tradition. So that's a, a fun family thing that they got going on there. Dude, I love that. Do you remember as a kid, um, just uh, you would have a kid in the classroom that would have that Halloween birthday party, and it was like... It was an excuse just to have like a general Halloween party where, you know. Without calling it a Halloween party. Yeah, where parents might not otherwise do it, but because their kid is also, it's also their birthday, then they just kind of go all out and they have the, uh, you know, where they have the food items out where you're like, you know, you're sticking your hand in a box and they say it's witch's eyeballs or whatever and it's just grapes and, <laughs> you know, kids show up in costumes and there's decorations. Man, I, I thought they were the, the best birthday parties. Yeah, the fun time of the year. You kind of get away with doing spooky things and, you know, kind of kind of nasty things. You put your hand in that box and there's, like, slime and kids don't want to do it. And it's just a hesitation of putting your hand in there. Yeah, you don't cold see spaghetti. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to say thank you to, uh, you know, Christina, Jimmy, Ali. I mean, we've been looking for, you know, for, you know listeners to go ahead and reach out and uh, kind of give us a little bit. And uh, if we had swag, we would give you swag, but we are swagless. Yeah, we're swagless. Hey, we'll be working on that. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll be sure to announce that in the future if we uh, are able to obtain some swag. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, once again, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll kind of kind of move on here to say what what we watch as a family. So, I mean, we have family-friendly movies, and we've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the Hocus Pocus and A Nightmare Before Christmas, which, I mean, my household watches both of them. It sounds like... Uh, your household at least watches one of the two uh, on a regular basis. There was one that uh, I've kind of hunted down, and I, I kind of noticed it was no longer on TV. So I kind of did a search, went on uh, on YouTube to find it. It's, it's Garfield's Halloween. I don't know how familiar you know, a lot of our audience here is with this anymore. Oh, yeah. I think that's from the like the late 70s or sometime in the 80s. Like It's fairly old. Yeah, it's right about the same time, you know, the, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. They're all kind of... Uh, uh, released about the same time but it never i don't think it really ever caught the traction as the other one did yeah and they actually stopped playing it on tv now wasn't that one where um like uh john arbuckle goes to his family farm and they have halloween out there is that am i thinking of the right you're merging two uh you're merging the halloween and the christmas oh okay yeah no this one here basically uh Garfield wakes up to that clown binky on the TV. You know, yeah. kids hey, nowadays kids. won't. Yeah, kids nowadays won't know this, but it had that like uh, uh, TV's done for the evening type after like a 11, 12 o'clock when it just shuts off. Right, and then it turns on about six or seven in the morning. Well, he was the first thing that popped up, scared him to death, and then Garfield found out about Halloween. So him and Odie walk around, you know, the neighborhood dressed up as pirates. And they wound up on an island where this ghost, this like old man's out there telling about this ghost story about these pirates that hid this treasure in this house. And it was a hundred years ago today. And they'll be there at midnight. And then the guy takes off on their boat and the pirates show up and they take the candy and scare him. And it's, oh, it's, it's a fun little uh, cartoon. Yeah, that sounds good. How do you guys watch it year to year? Do you have the uh, DVD or something? Oh, no. I just go ahead and say now with my new TV, I just on my phone, YouTube, and I stung it to the TV. Oh, excellent. Okay, so it is out there for folks to watch, and it sounds like to watch for free if it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, and it's in mean, great quality. It wasn't anything that I was like, uh, it's grainy or it's terrible. I don't want nothing to do with it. Or right. I had to find like three or four different like uh, copies of it on there. Yeah, or the First kids are like, on. 
why why is the picture square and not taking up the whole TV? I don't understand, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you paid all this money for this big TV. You can I use a little bit of it? What's going on? Well, you see, back in my day, uh, TVs were different shapes, son. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I brought up the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown as well. That's a that's a religious follow for me in my house and oh, my sure. wife. My wife, on the other hand, she didn't grow up on all these, so she finds it funny that I have all these like holiday shows that I watch. Yeah. And then I'm passing them on, you know, to my kids. Is that is that something you guys watch too, or uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? My see, we're and we've discussed this before. We're cord cutters, um, so a lot of these in the past they've had um, they'll air on like network TV, like ABC or something, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like an event where it's you know it's tonight Sunday 7 p.m. Watch the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and that's the way it kind of was when I was growing up. My mom was all about it, and we would watch it. Uh, same thing for you know Christmas special, specials, Rudolph and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that it, it's you know we're kind of consumed and surrounded by all kinds of media at, at all different points, I have to like search these things out and like actually remember that it exists and then like search for it and and purposely put it on the television um so the couple that you mentioned so far like uh the great pumpkin and and garfield i haven't actually seen in years those those classics well you're in control of your own yeah (laughs) (laughs) entertainment destiny yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) so you watch them when you want to they're not forced upon you yeah um but i mean some of the other ones i mean we've talked about hocus pocus a lot nightmare before christmas um uh, w- one that uh, you had mentioned on 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 here is uh, one that was kind of big when we were kids. I I can't remember how well it actually did in theaters, but um, I remember as kind of a favorite for kids of our age and a little bit younger was uh, Casper. Yeah, now we actually just went ahead and we watched that one last night because of the weather, and uh, I think it holds up. I, I think it does it. too. Christina Ricci. Um, and like the, the music was really good and, uh, Bill Pullman played her dad and he was really funny in, in the role. And I, I think it's like, it's a good kids movie. And I think the special effects are still like decent and, um, just the themes and it's funny too. Like, it's just, it's just plain good. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, I mean, there goes during there, you have his, uh, his uncles, stinky fatso and stretch. <laughs> right. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're scary enough to be a how like a Halloween type movie. But not so scary that a three-year-old is is terrified. Yeah. So it, it, it fit perfect in last night. We watched it. And they actually want to watch it again. That's what I'm loving right now. The movies that we're watching. I, mean, I know I'm not pushing the envelope with them because they want to watch again. Yeah. Which is always a good you know, good sign. Uh, that one there, that's one of the, that movie there, I actually wore out the soundtrack to it. Because, you know, I used to go to bed to music. Oh, that's right. So the soundtrack to it is perfect sleeping uh, music. Yeah, the song "Remember Me This Way" and mm-hmm. then the score too is really really good. Yeah, the whole there was nothing bad about that. I mean, from like you're saying, the special effects to the soundtrack to the acting in it. Yeah, uh, my my favorite part was that uh, scene for about um, I don't know for about thirty seconds where Dan Aykroyd repri- reprises his role as uh, Doctor Ray Stance of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, hey, Zach. <laughs> oh, he got he got a kick out of that. He's like, "Who gonna call? Someone else." <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so that that went over really really well. Uh, 
but yeah, we're just kind of you know cutting through these. When's the last time you seen any of the uh, the Hotel Transylvania uh, that franchise? Because I think there's three of the movies now. There are three, and that's actually a franchise that we just kind of came upon this year. Um, so we watched. Uh, I think for yeah, we were just kind of um, going through and, and looking for something to watch recently, and I think Hotel Transylvania two was on HBO or something. So we, mm-hmm. we caught a few minutes into it. We ended up watching the whole thing. And my daughter, she really enjoyed it. So, of course, you know, once we watched and liked number two, we had to go back and watch one and watch three so we could mm-hmm. watch the, all of them. I think they're really, really funny and really well done. The animation's great. Um, Adam Sandler and, and his his crew um, that he typically works with, like uh, Kevin James and David Spade, they all provide voices in there. The funny thing is I love those movies, and I had no idea they were Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah. Once I found out, I was like, now it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now I know why I enjoy these so much. But yeah, they're, a, uh, they're one of my... What, my one of my son's like favorite like franchise type movies. You watch them; it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, when it comes to the third one with the uh, when they're playing the actual the organ, yes, I, I've heard that so many times on YouTube now. <laughs> it makes me sick. Yeah, they even made uh, Disney has a, a series. It's actually uh, it's two D animation uh, that takes place w- with the, uh, the the daughter's kind of the main character and her group of younger monster friends. And uh, my daughter gets a kick out of that show. She loves that. So, yeah, it's a fairly new franchise and one that's uh, even newer to our household. But uh, it's quickly become a favorite here. Uh, but speaking of new ones, I mean, it's, I think it's been out for a little while now. I mean, not tremendously long, but the Toy Story of Terror. Yes. Uh, have you seen that one? It's, it's one that we just watched because it was, I mean, we, we're not cord cutters yet. Right. Uh, but it was on television. I'm pretty sure it was the introduction to Combat Carl as a character. That, yeah, that's exactly where they learned about Combat Carl, because <laughs> Combat Carl finds a way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, and he's fantastic, and I'm glad they brought him into the uh, story. Oh, he was in the new proper. one? Oh, he was in Toy Story 4, for sure, yeah. Awesome. I can't wait for Disney Plus to launch, because <laughs> I have not seen it yet. Oh, yeah, you're, you'll love it. I hate the fact that I haven't seen it yet, but I was like, okay, I'm numb to the point where I'm just going to hold out. I'm the same way where the new Lion King came out and we haven't seen it yet. But I'm like, uh, no, Disney Plus is too too close. It's coming. Don't buy it. You were going to yeah. have it regardless. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's, that covers a lot of, you know, the family-friendly type, you know, movies that you make sure you hit with your kids. Yeah, I do have uh, one re- recommendation out there that's a little less uh, known than some of the stuff that we've talked about already. But, Obscure uh, fun. Yeah, a little bit. There's there's a there's a book out there, and some of you parents might know of it already. Uh, but it's called Room on the Broom. I don't know how old it is. Maybe uh, probably more than ten years or so. Um, but uh, they released an animated version of this uh, children's storybook recently, where I believe it's uh, basically the the premise is there's a, a witch um, on a broom and she has her cat with her, and they're just you know they kind of live their lives, go and ride around in this broom, and everything's perfect. They have a lot of fun together, and um, anyway, they kind of come across adventures where she, you know she loses her hat and then she goes and finds it, and an animal you know uh, finds it for her. The first one is a dog. And uh, they're like, hey, you know, this looks like a pretty enjoyable broom. You got room on the broom for me? And can I join up with you guys? And uh, the cat's like, no way. But the uh, the witch is like, yes, like, sure. And it kind of goes on and on like that for a few more animals. And uh, at the end, she gets uh, chased down by a dragon. Oh. Um, and which uh, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's 
kind of the stuff that's scary for a three-year-old, you know? <laughs> so the dragon's chasing her down on this broom and breathing fire and stuff. And these animals, there's a uh, dog and a cat and a frog and a bird. Uh, they end up falling down in a big, uh, like, mud puddle, and they come out looking like a giant monster, and they scare the dragon away. And it's it's a really sweet story. It's kind of got uh, lessons about being, like, accepting and, and open to new relationships and new people and um, kind of making space in your life for, for, for new friends. Um, so it's called Room of the Broom. The animation is excellent. It looks just like the drawings in the storybook brought to life in in 3d uh they did an excellent job simon Pegg actually does the narration for it um you can find it on amazon prime it's, it's streaming now but yeah highly recommended in this house it's one of our favorites but of course there's the other side of halloween the uh the scarier side of halloween the stuff that we grew up with like i mentioned earlier my mom throwing you know uh, the halloween franchise on <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle of the day while I'm doing homework or whatever and be having to deal well, with that. Well, if you're going to watch them as a kid, middle of the day is the best time to watch them, not late That's at night true. when you're by yourself or yeah. you know, sitting up in the bedroom when it's dark watching them. Yeah, my mom was so casual about it. She was just throw it on as she's like cleaning or whatever. But uh, I know over your house, we'd make more an event out of it where lights would be turned off and, and popcorn would be made and, um, you know, we'd be <laughs> a little scared of like what's peeking in through the windows while we're watching stuff. Oh yeah, well that, that's half the fun. If you, I mean, if you're just kind of watching it while you're cleaning the house, you're not really paying attention to what's going on. It means right. you've seen it so many times now. There's no suspense to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this Halloween franchise, it feels like it, it, it's just going and going and going. And they're trying to regain some uh, some traction because they had the first two, and when they actually killed Michael Myers, and then right. the third one was like uh, Night of the, of the Witches, Witch. I think it was season, season of the Witch. Yeah, which apparently it, it just it didn't go anywhere. So they brought Michael Myers back, and ever since. Well, funny enough, since that movie, now when the movie came out, people revolted because Michael Myers wasn't in it. But it turns out that it, it's actually uh, like a cult favorite now. Like horror fans nowadays, they understand that Michael's not in it, but the, it's a separate standalone story where people like love Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. It's kind of grown in appreciation since then. Uh, I think people were just in shock from not seeing the main character for the uh, for the third one. And I, I can see that, but I mean, yeah. like, like we were saying, they picked it up, they brought it back, and well, that's why they had Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers and the Curse of Michael Myers. The curse, and, yeah. <laughs> they just uh, shoved Michael Myers back in people's faces after that, the decades to follow. Oh yeah, H two O, and uh, I don't think I, I then there was the whole Rob Zombie ones. Uh, was there two of them he did? Yeah, he did two yeah. of them. The first one was a, a how and the remakes why. of one and two. Not really. the The first one was a a, a more kind of a traditional remake where you know it was new characters cast as, or new actors cast as those characters, and they tried to give Michael Myers more of a, a backstory to where you kind of see into his family. And they're it's a Rob Zombie movie, of course, so they're all you know cursing hillbillies and. A uh, guy being abusive to his wife, and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, so, a thousand corpses. Oh yeah, very much so. And then the second one, I've never even seen. I've only heard of stuff, but they kind of break free from even having a plot. <laughs> it's definitely not a remake of Halloween Two. It's more ethereal, and uh, Michael Myers is more of a like an idea, and um, um, it, it's just nuts. I, I've never attempted it. I honestly, I didn't like the first one enough to to see the second one, and they're not ones that I revisit these days. And the the further we get away from them, especially with the new Halloween movies coming out, the more that people are kind of um, 
forgetting about the Halloween, <laughs> Rob Zombie Halloween. I purposely avoided it. I wanted nothing to do with it. I just knowing of the past movies I've seen that he's made, I was like, there's nothing that good come out of this in my opinion. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna shove that aside. But then again, some of these new ones, uh, well, it was that one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis actually chopped off Michael Myers' head. I think it was an H two O. Yes. And then they brought him back again. I'm like, okay, hold on. I need an that, explanation. Yeah, Halloween Resurrection. That was the uh, the last one that they made uh, before Rob Zombie did his, and it was the one with uh, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> oh wow, there is yeah. somebody right there. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's it's fairly laughable uh, as if it's probably the worst in the, in the franchise. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, they just released the brand new one. They um, continued the story on from Halloween two. Um, and they just did that last year, and so we're actually now we're in the midst of a brand new uh, trilogy. I, I think they're slated to make two more of these movies, um, uh, and uh, they're set to come out. I think the next one's set to come out Halloween of, of next year. Okay, uh, then I gotta sit down since it's still in the Halloween season. Maybe sometime this, um, it may be even the end of the week. You know, catch this uh, one that I haven't seen much recently. Yeah, I mean, we'll go from there. I mean, we, we know a lot about the Halloween franchise. Oh, there's a few more on here that we you know, are going to talk about, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, with Freddy Krueger. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever watch much of that? Cause I really don't remember. I know a lot about it, but I don't remember like watching the movies all the way through. It was a huge franchise. Like before, when we were like young kids, and then kind of growing up, it was always kind of around. And I remember there was kind of the law of dimin- diminishing returns. The more and more that they made. Um, the one that sticks out to me as a favorite of mine is the third one, which is uh, uh, Dream Warriors. That was the one, it's probably my favorite out of the whole franchise, where um, there's this group of um, kind of tortured kids who grew up with the idea of Freddy Krueger, and they're in, in this like mental asylum, and they actually develop skills to where while they're in the dream and Freddy Krueger is, uh, um, you know, kind of doing his thing, they realize that they're in a dream so they like give themselves superpowers so like one kid turns himself into a wizard one kid turns himself or turns herself into this like punk rocker and they start like you know giving it back to freddy <laughs> um, yeah, the premise of it, if people everyone doesn't remember is like he would actually attack and kill these kids while they were sleeping right so there's so he, he's like it goes into their their dreams yeah and it's there's no escaping it because you have to sleep right so um, that was my favorite by far is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. If you're going to watch one out of the franchise, um, that's definitely the one one to do. Yeah, the one I always kind of laughed at was Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you and I uh, went to go see that in the theater, didn't we? Oh, yeah, and I asked for Freddy Got Fingered like three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quick story. So uh, we went to go see Freddy vs. Jason the weekend that came out, and we walk up to the, the uh, ticket counter, and it's of course it happens to be you know uh, a cute girl that's our age uh, taking tickets. So we walk up there, and uh, Chris kind of takes the lead. And he's like, "Yeah, can we take? Uh, can we get two for Freddie Got Fingered?" And she's like, "Oh, excuse me." And I, I think by this point, Freddie Got Fingered was maybe like already out on video, <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't even in theaters or anything. And she, he, Chris repeated himself like three times. Can we get two for Freddie Got Fingered? Until I had to give him a look, and I was like, "Dude, you mean Freddy versus Jason?" <laughs> Poor Chris, he was uh, embarrassed, uh, and cute, also yeah. 
cracking up. It was so funny. Cute girl made me feel stupid. <laughs> Sounds stupid, looks stupid, the, the works. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. That was uh, The fact that we still remember that years later can tell you how much that we actually laughed during those few minutes before we watched Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a memory that's going nowhere anytime, sir. <laughs> I mean, after talking about like the Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean, we have, you know, the Friday the 13th, but Jason, I knew more about Jason of, you know, them going to the camp and then him being in the water and then, you know, putting a, a concrete bricks on his feet to kind of keep him in there and he breaks free and the whole premise of him kind of chasing everyone down. I mean, that's really the same premise as like, uh, like Michael Myers. Yeah. The, the scariest guys are the guys that are like, I'm just going to stroll and you can run all you want, but I'm going to get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jason and uh, Michael Myers are probably some of the best. Now, Freddy gets you in a different way. You still can't escape him. You can't yeah, there's no away. escaping him, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that slow walk where somehow they still reach you even though you're running for your life. It's one of those things. If, I, if I'm outside and I'm walking around and all of a sudden I hear music, I might as well just sit down. I'm not getting away. <laughs> and just yeah. pop open a beer and wait for him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I had a good run. I guess my time's over here. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, that falls into like the, just the classic. I think at that time frame, it feels like there was a classic Halloween scary movie type, like almost like a cookie cutter type setup, where they had your bad guy, you had the scenes, you knew if uh, you know if you wound up hooking up with somebody, we knew you're dead. Uh, you would always run upstairs. You'll never run anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, just a kind of the, the same kind of tropes. Yeah, the 80s were, were so good at kind of uh, creating those, you're right, those kind of tropes in, in horror movies that during the 90s they they kind of um, created their a brand new uh, slasher genre in, in the form of Scream, the Scream movies. I believe 1996 was when the first one came out. And that's what it was about. It was very meta. All they did was talk about all these different things that would happen in a horror movie. Uh, you know, don't go up the stairs. I'll be right back. <laughs> all yeah. the rules that are in a horror movie um, that, uh, you know, they kind of made fun of, but at the same time made their own very kind of, you know, scary slasher films in the process. Yeah, I think there was, what, three, maybe four of those movies? There were three during the first run when they were first kind of hot and popular, and then maybe about ten years later, this was probably about uh, 2009, 2010, they put out a fourth one, which was years after the fact. Yeah, I, I know nothing of the fourth one, really. Yeah, the first you know, the first ones were the ones we watched, the ones yeah. that we kind of enjoyed. And uh, like I said, a lot of them was kind of, it was kind of goofy because they were making fun of it, and the, the characters didn't realize they were actually within what they were making fun of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just the premise was cool. Like it, you know, it could be a different killer each and every time that they kind of take that ghost face persona. And uh, I always felt so bad for Nev Campbell in those movies. Like just, just leave Nev alone. Yeah. <laughs> was her Courtney Cox? Uh... David Arquette. David Arquette, there we go. Yeah, Dewey, Deputy Dewey. <laughs> yeah, so they, they went on and yeah, they were they I mean they made a very successful set of movies, which kind of found you know found its place amongst, you know, everyone that's looking for a Halloween type type of feel. Yeah, for sure. I know there's a couple I mean those those franchises were huge. I mean the slasher franchise, the your Friday the thirteenth, your Halloween's, your Nightmare on Elm Street, and then later the Scream series, which I think kinda of took their place. Then you've got some of the other ones that are kind of silly but also kind of fit in there, like your Child's Play series that evolved into the Chucky series. Uh -huh. um, you've got the Leprechaun series with kind of the same vein. I almost uh, forgot about the Leprechaun. 
Yeah, um, Pumpkinhead, uh, Hellraiser, which are really messed up. They I, they're not goofy at all. They're more like really kind of yeah. The Hellraiser scary. ones. They're they're ones that are. Uh, it's like you gotta make sure your kids are well old enough to to watch those ones. There. Yeah. Um, There's oh, one I always remember the most was uh, the Candyman. Yeah. I remember as a kid, it was a it was one of like the big dares. What do you do? Going. Go in the bathroom, shut off the lights, spin around in three times, and say, uh, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> and you would, I mean, it was like you would die or he would show up and kill you. Yeah. And no one would ever do it. No one would ever go in there and test it because they were always, you know, scared of, of doing so. I know. Look, man, like, you know, when you're a kid, I hated, like, going down basement steps and, like, having to, like, flick the light switch off and then head up there. And you just had that creepy eerie feeling that you, you were about to feel a hand on your ankle as you're like running up the steps <laughs> or someone was watching you or yeah I'm, what are you doing in my house yeah i mean there's those and i think one of the ones that that scared me the most i mean we've talked about a lot of scary ones here but a lot of the ones i mean we've talked about so far are more jump scares and they got pretty good at the jump scare uh amityville horror yeah, the original Amityville Horror. I know they've they've had a few that kind of spun off and continued. They had that remake with Ryan Reynolds back in the day. Do you remember that one? Oh no, I don't. Ew. It was Ryan Reynolds with a beard, and it oh. they they went for it. It wasn't like funny or any. Of course, now he's like Mister Comedian, but yeah, Ryan Reynolds back in the day made. Oh, but you're right. Entered all over again. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, I think you're right. The Amityville series there. That's that's a good one, and it's it was always good because it's you know it was always kind of based on a true story or at least based on real people who had you know supposed issues in that actual house yeah accounts of something that happened there that were twisted enough to make it a scary movie right Uh, because i remember prior to you uh, i had a friend that basically uh tied me to a chair and forced us to watch this like it was one of his favorite halloween movies yeah and i refused and then somehow he got me down and i remember him stuck i don't know if he tied me into the chair or what but uh, we watched it, and yeah, it scared the living crap out of me. Oh, I guarantee it. If it was before, I, we met at 10, so how, mm. how old were you? I mean, it had to have been 8, maybe. Oh, see, yeah, that's no bueno. <laughs> yeah, Talk so, to, uh, to a kid. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I've seen it then, and it was always one of those movies that kind of scarred me. Definitely when they're down in the basement, and they're, he's knocking down the wall to Portal to Hell, and yeah. uh, the wall's bleeding, and I mean, it was, it had a... Had like a shining ish kind of kind of feel to it. Very much so. I think that's that can really get to the heart. I mean, it's one thing like a massive guy in a hockey mask. You don't know who you like. You know that's scary enough. But I think to something that would really scare a kid is something that's identifiable, like like a dad turning on his family, like in The Shining or in Amityville, where all of a sudden the somewhat okay dad is raising his voice too much and starting to act crazy and mean i think that was like way too real for a lot of kids growing yeah. up so you could really kind of strike at the heart of uh a fear with with something like that well then there was a whole scene with the the priest coming in and then the flies up in the room yes and they get out and yeah there's a lot of things that really stuck with me even to today if i watch i'm like man it just kind of it makes me uneasy watching it. Not that like, it really scares me, but I think it just kind of, it, it starts things from like when I originally watched it, start flooding back and all those memories on how bad it really got me. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be honest, this could be another um, circumstance of me just getting older and, you know, but, you know, back in my day, movies were better, but I, I truly feel like 
since the uh, invention of, of putting CG effects in, in horror movies, they've really kind of lost something. Like, I remember just going to see, like, uh, the you know, the Mothman prophecies or, like, Jeepers Creepers. And, like, they're fun and scary enough. But, like, when you start seeing, like, the, the fake CG and it, it just, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't have the, quite the same effect. Maybe it well, does to kids these days and I'm just old now, but I don't know. We're getting cranky. Yeah. Now, I don't think it has anything to do with with the CG, per se. I think it's more these scary movies aren't really scary they're suspenseful and they're looking for the jump scares right they're not they're not looking to build the this is you know the the fear in you until you kind of reach a point where you can't look anymore right it's now what's coming around the corner yeah and what kind of uh, creepy thing is it's going to jump at me yeah, so that being said, I mean, in in the recent years, uh, there have been some movies that I haven't seen just because I, I don't typically go out to the theater to see horror movies too much anymore or too often. I mean, It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2 were kind of it over the last few years. But um, there have been a few movies recently that I've heard of that are super scary. Uh, one's called Midsummer that came out this year. Um, another one, of course, is uh, the Jordan Peele movies. There was the one Get Out. And then Us that came out um, in 2019 as well. Um, Hereditary. Some of these I've heard are actually super disturbing and really, really scary. Um, but uh, it's just one of those things where I just haven't had the time to kind of catch up with them yet. But they're ones that I definitely want to see. And maybe I can try to try to see them before this Halloween season is through. Well, I think you're in the same position I am between having to get the kids down and uh, if I remember right, your wife isn't into scary movies. Not at all. And neither is mine. Right. So it's one. Now this it really plays at me now. It's like, okay, how brave am I? Do I want to watch this after she goes to bed at night by myself? Right. And you know, I'm kind of a big wimp, and half the time the answer, well, more than half the time the answer is no. Because <laughs> yeah, basically a lot of the ones I like get out and then uh, was a Jordan Peele one. Yes. Uh, is another one I want to see. I mean, yep. there's, you, you name the few of them that I want to watch. I just don't have it in me. I know, especially if, if they are super scary. Um, and now we're like, you know, the men of the house. So if something did scary happen in the house, like it'd be up to us to be the ones to be the uh, defensive. <laughs> oh, have you gotten the nudge there? when uh, from your wife? Oh, I heard something. Go check it out. Oh, all the time, man. I get woken up in the middle of the night. Sean, did you hear that? And there have been nights where I've had to like get out of bed, put on shoes, and take a take a lap around the house <laughs> to make sure. Oh, outside? Going. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow, no, I've never gotten that. I have gotten the uh, hey, I heard something. Chloe didn't move. Can you can you go look? I'm like, eh, go look. Eh. And then I'm like, fine. I get up and I, I'm like, I just walk around the house. I don't see nothing, and I go back to bed. And like we still have the, uh, I haven't had the ability to uh, put up the the wedding gift that you and uh, your wife gave us, the baseball bat. Oh yeah. So it kind of sits right next to my bed. So it's uh it's just kind of there if anything ever happens. But there yeah, you go. The, you hey, know, the murder weapon will be the uh, the, the little slugger. Bat. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to watch some of those. But they, we both fall in that category of you know our wives not being a fan and then us finding time. Yeah, so that's a good point. I mean, that's another thing that we could. Uh, I know you guys came through with some of your um, 
some of your suggestions this week. What are some um, horror movies that are out there that have come out in the last, you know, five to ten years that uh, we may have missed as, like, not, you know, true blue horror genre fans, but, uh, you know, would scare the pants off us, folks? Give us some uh, suggestions, what's out there and what we should check out. Let us know. I mean, email us. Email me, Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at uh, dadnarock.com. There's no uh in there. Sean at (laughs) dadnarock.com. Or me, Chris, at uh, chris at dadnarock.com. Yeah, or uh, check us out on Facebook. As you can see from this week, Chris is pretty active on there. I had a post earlier this week, too. Uh, It's probably the easiest way to interact with us is on our Facebook page. Yeah, I'm going to continue putting polls out there. We're going to be getting into the um, deeper and deeper into the holiday season. I uh, kind of like to know what everyone does. I mean, if you have a, a you know, fun Thanksgiving holiday tradition, Christmas tradition, uh, things on those lines, but we may actually post more. There's more things that I've got ideas about. Uh, we're also into talks about possibly uh, streaming live content. So say, for instance, me and Sean are together and we're doing a, re, uh, a recording of the response of the new Star Wars movie, for instance. We actually may have a Facebook Live going while we're actually doing it or something down those lines. Uh, keep an eye out. We're going to put it out there. Uh, we're going to let you guys all know when it's going to take place so you can actually enjoy it live and uh, let us know how we're doing. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, coming up here in the next few weeks. Um, I know Chris and I will actually be together. Uh, we have tickets already in hand for Galaxy Con down here in the uh, Louisville, Kentucky area. That's November 23rd, a Saturday, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll be together. We'll, uh, you know, we'll you'll see us on the Facebook uh, page. We'll be posting some videos, some pictures, um, and kind of giving you some uh, updates as we're there. Um, so that's a lot of fun. I know you know we kind of went through, but uh, before, but there's a ton of guests coming up in uh, at this Galaxy Con. It's pretty much you know who the who's who, and we're noticing it's actually larger, or it seems larger just by the guest list than the Cincinnati Comic Expo was. So uh, we're gonna put everything up kind of like I would did last time bunch of pictures and you know a bunch of cosplays uh any fun things we got going on and uh kind of share it for you guys so you can kind of enjoy it with us uh through Facebook yeah so that's coming up that's something to look forward to and of course the Thanksgiving holiday and we're rolling right into Christmas so uh lots more to talk about here of course you know we also have the uh new streaming services that are coming out apple tv um and then of course uh, disney plus coming both coming out in november i'm sure those will be uh there'll be some episodes dedicated to those platforms so uh yeah big topics stay tuned yeah so i mean you guys know where to find us by now uh itunes iHeartRadio, stitcher spotify uh any of those appreciate it if you go ahead and you like and comment uh, give us a high rating. That's how we kind of get, you know, additional followers and everyone. It kind of pops up by, you know, to people that aren't really looking for us, but they see it and they're like, hey, that may be something we like. So if you guys can do that, we'll uh, greatly appreciate it. For sure. But uh, I think this is a good spot for, say, you know, the Dad in the Rock is uh, signing off for the evening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>